When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Literally just joined us. Oh, there was a really good literally. I'll have to get it for, for Sunday. You do love a good literally. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. A good misuse of the word literally. Right. Get that in front, uh, in front of your face. It's right in front of my face. No, like, no, like, like, like this. Come on. If there's any issues, it's with your sound engineering, Jay. Mate, this is the 27th best podcast in the entire entire world. No, is it? no, that wasn't a one to thirty. We are just one of. We could be the best. We're oh yeah, one yeah, of yeah. Thirty of the best in the world. That's very true. But the point remains. But we are. We are the only. I was, and therefore, I can think we can say we are the best. Sports podcast, according to the Times. Well, yes, but the point remains, you know, we're twenty seventh. If you, you know, if you listen to the Times, and that's with Phil putting his microphone an acre away from his mouth. That's with your poor sound engineering. Just saying, just saying. Let, let's not fall out. <laughs> let's just let's just remember, uh, in terms of mic technique, let's just not remember the the month we had of heavy breathing, JB. <laughs> month. <laughs> I have to turn away when I'm not uh, talking, so I don't breathe down the microphone. <laughs> right, boys, hands in. Let's pod on three. Ready? Ready. Yeah. One, two, three. Pod. pod. Hello and welcome to this, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about the r- rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm JB, joined in the studio by, of course, Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello, JB. And down the line, on British Wi-Fi for British people, it's Tim. <laughs> <laughs> hello, JB. Hello, Phil. Hello, Tim. How are you, yeah, mate? I took, the, uh, I took the Egg Chasers TMO shipping container from Marseille, where I was, and I brought it back to Blighty via Brussels, where I could go and lobby for <laughs> free movement of Wi-Fi across the continent. Rightly so, mate. That's a, that's a real noble cause. Yeah. Absolutely. No, glad to be back with this reliable Wi-Fi. And yeah, I, I listened to the, the short pod you did. Good effort. And apologies once again that it wasn't the full thing on a on a Monday morning, as you've come to expect. Yeah. Well, just remember, you can find us on Twitter at Ruby Podcast on Facebook Live, which is also, what is it, Egg Chasers or what, what's our Facebook page? Egg Chasers Ruby Podcast. Yep. So and for that. thank you, as always, for leaving us reviews. Do we have any, Tim? We do. Well, we have a bunch, actually, but I've picked this one out, a five-star review that's been left on iTunes, and it'll take a moment of your time, as it did by this person, uh, Paddy Jackson's fat cousin. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not me describing the person. Uh, it's their it's their handle that they've used, and they say, "Has 2017 been too peaceful for you so far? Do you miss the conflict of 2016, the year of Brexit, Trump, and Michael Checker in a Twickenham box? 
Perhaps you're a bit of a masochist. Never fear, the egg chasers have got you covered. They'll create conflict about law directives that will be sure to get those angry bloods flowing. Never mind that they actually agree with each other, for when did absolute agreement <laughs> ever stand in the way of a good disagreement? Quite an amazing argument, that one. <laughs> yeah. One of our best. Um, yeah. Well, the blood was boiling this week, I've got to say, and uh, the tackle directives, unfortunately, um, made a bit of a fall. Made a bit of a fall out of me. Uh, in what way? Not not from one of the games we watched, surely. No, no, no. Um, one of the games I played in. Oh yes, of course, of course. So I was. Well, I was on the bench for Didsbury, for Didsbury Talk H, uh, Manchester's Premier Rugby Club. And Hold on, you can't even get in the starting 15 for a team that you coach. I, I coach it. <laughs> it, it hey, it's, it's about the greater good, and I'm more, I'm more, I'm more <laughs> useful for my uh, intellect than my uh, physical prowess, although both are pretty useful. Um, <laughs> I came on, and my first intervention within about 10 seconds was to try and tackle a guy. And I, I was going to catch him very, very nicely until he saw me, tried to step, slipped, and he just slipped his chin in straight into my shoulder. I thought it was a red. I thought it was a nailed-on red. But yellow. Yellow, thank God. So Ten, wait, mi- ten minutes before half. You mentioned the new law directives. Surely, from the way you've just described that, that surely would have been a yellow under the old law directives as well. No, 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 because it's completely accidental. Well, now you've actually got the term accidental. Previously, you couldn't even define accidental yeah, because it was never about intent. It was well, about co- um, actions and consequence. Well, he slipped, went very heavily into my shoulder and made lots of noise. Uh, well, uh, uh, and then that was cl- it. Well, Go clearly, Jay. Well, if it was accidental, clearly, JB, this, this referee has exercised the same word that I've been... Uh, banging on about and Nigel Owens as well joining the empathy campaign oh, I saw that yes. I, I knew you'd be delighted when I read that I had my head in my hands <laughs> yes I, I, I think it's the way generally speaking I think there's been a little bit more balance with the law directives this week still some still some real head scratching moments mind you I didn't know, think anyway. there was too many bad ones. The, the most egregious one this week for me was the Kieran Longbottom one. Oh my god! Oh, which was what? that made me angry. Which no. was, but that was that was nothing to do with the new directives. Nope. It was just, it wasn't even the ref getting it wrong. The ref described it as a rugby incident. It was the TMO sticking his nosy beak where it didn't belong. It was completely bizarre. It was utterly bizarre. I mean, you couldn't have, I mean, you couldn't have tried with better technique to make that tackle. He even wrapped yeah. his arm. Yeah, or he attempted to wrap his arm, but because Girardo had jumped into it... Which is illegal. Uh, well, apparently it's not. So it's not actually defined in the law. Oh. It should be yes. defined in the law, but it's not. Oh, let's, let's, just get, well, no, let's just get away with writing more stuff in the law and let's just let the boys play. Yeah. That, less, just, that, less laws, more play. That was a great example of a term that I know you loved, Tim, a rugby incident. That was a rugby incident... Yeah. No one's fault. It happened. Play on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you've been where, Tim, this weekend? Uh, Bristol Friday night. How was that? Uh, that was that was well, it was Challenge Cup. It was Bath played very very well. Um, George Ford looked outstanding. I got a little bit of stick from some people on Twitter afterwards because in my role as reporter, I asked George Ford about his future. Oh. Uh, which I, I I think that was my job to ask that question. That's exactly it is. right. Yeah, definitely. What was I his so. What was his response? Well, I didn't expect an answer from him, but he said it's not the right time to talk about that 
and it's early in January. I'm sure it'll all be sorted out. It looks like pretty much the thrust. Well, from what I can gather, the sale moves off. So well, who, who knows what's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, it's it's odd. Well, the whole thing about uh, that came out on the, the following day from Alex Lowe in the Times was that Bruce Craig's going to try and block it and make him see out his his final year. I don't know if that's just trying to get his pound of flesh and make someone stump up a bit more money or I don't who knows what's in that but there's still twists and turns to be had in the George Ford saga isn't there well definitely there might be a big twist but we'll keep that to ourselves there's there's other breaking news as as well I don't know if you're following this what's that well I don't know if it is it breaking the sale the sale Bristol story oh that's broken tonight yeah Monday night as we speak yeah well, uh, we haven't got the we haven't got the flesh. Well, we can't really reveal the flesh on the bones of the story well, we, well, until it's until well, we it's could made if you wanted. Public, but, sorry. Well, we could if you wanted. I mean, we could make it public. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, let, let's not make <laughs> any flesh, any potential flesh on potential bones public. But we believe there's a story brewing. No, no, there with, is a story. There is 100 percent a story. I know exa- yeah. exactly who's involved, but it's not our job yeah, to break news. It's not our job to break that particular story. <laughs> it's a potential ethical issue. Well, no, I mean, the ethical issue is with the idiot that decided to, you know, tell Bristol about all, you know, about the team selection, the moves and everything else. That, that's, yeah. that's what the ethical issue is. I mean, Yeah, that's what Tim's referring that's, to. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Oh, right. I, I thought you meant some ethical issue about not releasing uh, no, any more details. No, about no, about, about what's going on. But yes, th- there has been uh, confidential and sensitive information shared with an opponent we we believe that may come to it, light. No, no, it has, it has, it it, it it has happened, and it's you know it's ridiculous really because players move around all the time, don't they? And there's lots of good relationships in rugby with players that have gone from one club to another, and yet this never happens because I assume they all know, you know, it's not just about winning and losing. I mean, for Sale and Bristol, this could literally mean jobs. And I think yeah. it is absolutely deplorable that this individual, when he is eventually named, and we won't name him tonight, but when he is eventually named, has done this. And I hope that his career in rugby is curtailed, if it's as bad as we're led to believe. But it's also, so you're going to have mates who move about, but you've got mates on your own team. Yeah. If someone has released information to a, a mate or anyone else, then it is, it's just letting down your teammates. Yeah, and this isn't like, oh, um, you know someone is starting or someone isn't starting apparently this is quite detailed stuff so um uh, you know we'll wait for it to be broken then we'll talk, talk about it in more detail but absolute uh, idiocy of the highest order again i imagine when that does break uh, the times would probably want to run a story on that as well because and i would i just i only bring that the times up again because i think generally speaking they know exactly what they're talking about intimately acquainted with their onions i might say yeah i suppose um we've tweeted it and we've had lots of people getting in touch with us that are already listeners pointing out that we were featured in a in a times weekend article which it was the cover story wasn't it the 30 best podcasts so we're not talking we're not talking about sporting podcasts we're not talking about british podcasts we're talking about the times list of the 30 podcasts on planet earth that they think are the best and We were the only sporting podcast that made the cut alongside some of the biggest names and biggest podcasts <laughs> that there are on earth. Yeah, I mean, it might be slightly unjust, but you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> I would definitely take it. I will it's, take it. It's 
remarkable. It's mm. quite incredible. And like you say, Tim, some of the organisations and individuals, like Malcolm Gladwell, Dan Carlin, yeah, uh, Dave, David Schwimmer's listed on there, the BBC Radio Lab, <laughs> someone, PI. Someone's either winding us up or doing us a favour, one of the two. It, it's quite remarkable. The New Yorker has got a couple of podcasts on there. Uh, so it's just brilliant, humbling, but, but brilliant to be named on there. Yeah, I want to thank my mum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shall we? Um, shall we move on to some actual rugby? Yes. All right. And why oh, don't no, you... just well, can Go I on. just say one more thing from my trip to Bristol? Yes, of course you can. Uh, Max Laheath is a disgrace to props. <laughs> <laughs> With that physique. Yeah, it's not on, is it? It should not be. You shouldn't be. He took his shirt off at one point during the match. You should not be allowed to look like that as a prop. No. Props are meant. Props are meant to uh, be in shape. I get that, but the shape is meant to be round. Yeah, and do you know what? There's some kind of natural justice to it, isn't there? Because being a prop, potentially, you should be the strongest guy on on the entire field. Yeah. Right. You're not allowed to be the strongest guy and the most in shape guy because that isn't fair, <laughs> is it? No. 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 You can be the strongest, that... you can be the most handsome, you can be the fastest, but you can't be more than two of those things. Or more than no, one of those things. Uh, uh, we haven't even mentioned the top knot on the white boots as well. He's um, He'll get his come up, pr- don't you worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I agree. Yeah. And so you uh, did you go to Paris then? Is that where you were next? Yeah, so, so I went to Bristol, uh, Bristol Bath, uh, flew to Paris for Racing Leicester. Uh, in, in Bristol Airport, while I was waiting for our flight, I was with... Um, Austin and Austin Healy and Ben Kay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, various other uh, people that were traveling as well. But anyway, I, I got them I got them flat white at the Starbucks in Bristol Airport. Wow. And, you know, they Re- you really know, good in the world. No, 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 there's a point to this. You know, you know, they ask you for the names to write on the cups. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I, I said a flat white for Dowie and a flat white for Stuart. <laughs> Gave them their cups. Banter, banter, banter. Uh, Absolute bad to fly around, lads. Um, yeah, so I was on to Paris. Uh, that was bitterly cold. Rassing, it's an odd ground. You're miles away from the pitch. I'm not a big fan of it um, in that respect. Uh, Leicester, can't tell you how woeful they were. In, in, it was in, embarrassing yeah. how bad they were, well, really. Just tell me about the Rassing, uh, the Rassing Stadium. I've, I've, I've never been there. Don't intend to because, of course, they're going to have a new stadium soon. Uh, what's it like? Uh, ramshackle would be kind of the word. It, uh, kind of, some grounds can be ramshackle in a in a quite charming way, and Toulon's was definitely the case there. It was kind of old, and there was a bit of paint peeling here and there. But it kind of, I don't know, it just felt right and yeah. felt quite quite rustic. Um, and Rassing's had an element of that, but it was also just it was the the athletics track around the pitch. It was so far back, you, you it just didn't feel intimate. The crowd was really poor as well. Was it? They're, they're, they've been what they're ninth in the top 14 and yeah dead last, dead last in their pool or they were dead last in their pool no they still are they dead still last are in their... yeah um, so uh yeah not been a good year and with those names and jesus frightening but, but i heard you talking on the podcast yesterday about the, the sort of camaraderie and the pride in the shirt that the irish provinces are showing and it's just it it, it my... really does go go to show that you've got all these galacticos and household names and, and stuff and talon and rassing struggling from where they should be with with the names on their team sheets. Yeah, was there any chat at the stadium about why Rassing looked so poor in Europe this week? Uh, Sorry, this week, this, this tournament, season. this season. Uh, 
I just think, well, I think I, I interviewed Ronan O'Gara before the game, and and I think uh, I think I asked him the question. I said, so you know, Racing going to turn up and give a give a performance befitting of a tournament you nearly won last year? And he said, well, that's the big question, isn't it? it uh, you know, some people, uh, you know, you know my feelings on this tournament. I love it, and I'm very proud. And I think, but you know, a lot of people in France don't really don't really care. Don't. But it was general the general thrust of his point. A lot of people don't particularly care about the competition. Amazing. Wow. That that is amazing. Yeah, I mean, one of the most amazing things I felt about this weekend was the Exeter game. And the reason I thought it was amazing is because Exeter had nothing to play for. And I know Racing had no, like, nothing to play for, but the difference in attitude between those two teams and basically the same situation, playing a team that m- does have something on, 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 online could, could not be Starker. Actually, what, what am I talking about? Yeah, what are you what, talking what, about? What am I talk, talking about? The, the, those two teams' attitude was exactly the same. Yeah, they, they both, sorry. They I, both I, beat... I, I completely got that wrong. Yeah, they both beat teams who had a huge amount to play for because Leicester, if they'd have won that and if they'd got a bonus point, which particularly given Racing's difficulty up to that point, Leicester would have been right in it. They would have been one point behind Glasgow and they would have been the ninth best um, ranked team in the competition with Glasgow to come. So they really could have qualified with a win there. Uh, let me rephrase that. Racing the week before. Uh, right, Racing the week yeah. before, yeah. yeah. I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, just, just by the way, um, we had a bunch of tweets and stuff, and as you mentioned, that rugby podcast is where you can find us. Colin Hotchkiss said, "How do they work out the European semi-finalists?" And I've, I've got oh, this nailed. No. I, I can do this in about, in just in thirty seconds now. I've, I've got it. Okay. Okay. So semi-finalists for Europe are worked out like this. So as we know, teams are seeded after the pool stages one to eight. One to five are the pool winners in order of the points gained. Six, seven, eight are the three best runners-up from the five pools. Mm-hmm. Top, top seed plays bottom seed. Second plays seventh, third, sixth, fourth, fifth. And yep. the one, one to four are at home. Scenario one, if all the home sides, the top seeds win, then the top seeds get a home country semi-final. Simple. Yep. Here's scenario two. Let's say Leinster are top seeds and they play Glasgow eighth seeds. Munster, for argument's sake, are second seeds and they play Toulon seventh. If Glasgow eighth seed and Munster, the second seed, win, then Glasgow would have home country advantage. So essentially in this scenario where one of the semi-finalists has caused caused an upset, it's a bit like a boxing title belt. You beat a top seed away, you steal the home advantage that they earned as well. Yeah. The Um, The final scenario... If both semi-finalists caused an upset, so in that example I just gave you Glasgow and Toulon won away from home, then it, the the home semi-final would revert back to who had the best original seeding. Right. So, ah, can okay. I, I think I can make it even more simple for you. Go on. The teams aren't seeded, the games are. So no, no, it's, no yeah, it's not. It's not quite that. <laughs> Is because, it not? Because of if the final scenario you just described, Tim, where the two bottom seeds rank the two bottom ranked teams both win, then it goes back to the original seeding. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you seed the games. So the, 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 the team in the top, the, the top seeded team has a top seeded game, right? So if you knock off the top seeded team, you become the top seed. Unless to, uh, unless you go for a tiebreaker where you both knock off the, the top seed and second top seed, and the tiebreaker is your original, your original seeding. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly just the way Tim described. Yeah. But that took thirty seconds, and mine took ten seconds. 
uh, but you didn't describe anything that went previously. No. You just described the last 10 seconds of what Tim described. <laughs> no, I described the, the first scenario. You just repeat. What just are you say, talking about? You just That's exactly, exactly right. You just, yeah, it's no, right, because you just repeated what Tim said. No, I didn't. <laughs> I said I can, I can, do, it, I can do it much much quicker. The games are seeded, and then the tiebreaker is the team seedings. Okay, mate. But hang on, how is that not quicker? That would have confused everyone if you hadn't just said that and hadn't explained the previous stuff. Yeah, it only works because Tim's explained all the previous He's just done all the groundwork to allow that oh, to work. You are, yeah, you, you you're are being obtuse vulture, tonight. You? you are being you're obtuse like, tonight. In NFL, in NFL, <laughs> you're like you're like a, a running back who just comes on and just gets the one yard touchdown after someone's worked <laughs> it all the way from their own line. I'm like the uh, like the scrum half that picks off the rolling mall. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not actually. So there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, one more thing about Leicester from this game. Apparently, they've been working on their confidence all week. Ooh, they've been ha- they've got a psychologist in, and they felt very good go- going into it. So, uh, so if you feel very good, and then you get thoroughly trounced, that's get- a bad place to be, isn't it? Yeah, against a team with nothing to play for. Mm. You can't understate how how poor Leicester were. There was there was no power at all. They couldn't get over the gain line. The ball slows down. Easy to defend. It's really not not rocket science. Just that that back row is lightweight, and you you compare that to Saracens, who've got so many destructive ball carriers. Mm. They 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 can punch holes, tie in defenders, generate quick ball. Leicester just don't have it, and in their back line as well, they've lost their most destructive ball carrier of all in Tuolangi. When they come up against big physical teams and Racing are massive, they just cannot generate anything. Yeah. Did O'Connor play? He didn't, did he? Um, the no, play. Will Evans started. Yeah. Now, O'Connor's a big... I mean, he's not 30 points worth no, of a big deal. But he is a big deal for them. Um, I'm just grasping at straws here. And the other thing yeah. is, like, Tuolangi's never really played anyway, so what's the difference? Yeah, but you've I've, seen I've... last couple of seasons, like you say, Tim, they have been a bit lightweight. They've failed, struggled to get over the game line when you've not got someone like Tuolangi playing. When's the last time they had a really big ball carrier in that pack? They had a Petit Fenua, but he never really played, did I was he? thinking of a Petit Fenua, but only in his Newcastle guys rather than his Tigers guys. Yeah. Mike Williams is... What is Mike Williams? Anyone know? I'm still trying to work it out. I'm still trying to work out what Eddie Jones sees in him. Do, do you know Tim? No. I mean, he's a grafter. He just works hard. Yeah. Hits, hits a lot of rucks, makes a lot of tackles. Yeah, I agree with that. He does hard work, but he's not, he's not overly athletic. He's not overly big. He's not an overly large ball carrier. He's... He's just kind of competent at everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd go with that. Um, do you, would you take any positives out of this game from a Leicester perspective, Tim? Because I think there's one that I would do. Uh, I'm grasping at straws for that. Go on. Uh, their scrum held up very well against, like you say, oh, a, yeah. a massive, um, yeah. massive rassing, very, very good rassing pack, uh, and that's good for. Leicester, but it's also good for England, particularly with uh, Marla and Mako mm. both being out. I think Genge recently has really shown he's he's stepped up, stepped up to the plate. Yeah, he's pretty I good, think, isn't he? I think I think Genge will be on the bench. He's got that real impact uh, feel about him, and I don't know. On the flip side, Matt Mullen's been creaking a little bit. I know he's been yeah. the next cab off. He's been the next cab off the rank for a while. But I, I wonder whether Nathan Cap might get the start and Gens on the bench and Mullen miss out altogether. We'll wait and see. But I don't know. Possibly because Mullen's he did struggle a little bit at times against uh, Toulouse. Uh, Toulouse, another enormous pack. Um, mm. 
So yeah, there is a bit of a question mark. Obviously, you're down to the third and fourth choice, whoever it is. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. Jerry O'Donovan, just because it's kind of linked to Racing, uh, and Jerry O'Donovan tweeted us and asked a question. Given the performances, are we seeing sides with good coaching trump sides with a Galacticos recruitment policy? Yes. Yes. Yes is yes. my answer. And <laughs> this is not an accident, by the way. I think this is a product of exactly what happens when the talent is more evenly dis- distributed among the league. You can, I mean, put it another way. If, uh, say, um, Leon, for instance, have 20 million to spend, and that's, I, think that's, I think that's what they did spend on the running of their squad last, um, last year. No, they do it differently in France, don't they? It's the running of the team. Uh, I'm not sure. I know you've got the 10 million salary cap, but that can all be supplemented by these auxiliary deals, yeah. can't it? Um, right. So say if um, say if a French team had got te- uh, 10 million extra to spend, they could potentially spend it on on um, on uh, on, uh, on players. If a Premiership team has got 10 million extra to spend, well, you can't because it because it's fixed. In that case, what, what else are you can spend it on? Coaching, analytics, um, academies. Ways to play, infrastructure, yeah, all sorts of stuff, which probably leads back into why you know you look at the French stadiums; they're not particularly great. Why they just built? Why they just buy in the best players? They they don't look at the structure of the game. I think you know all if, their academy. Yeah, um, I, in fact, I heard from an interview I did with Gavin Mortimer they don't even play rugby in schools in France unless it's one of the private schools. Yeah, I found that fascinating. They only start playing at kind of sixteen or eighteen. Yeah. Or well, most of the players only start playing at that that age, which unless, is remarkable. Unless you're picked for a special sports academy, I think. I think I've got that right, but I'm sure someone can correct me if, if I've got it if I've got it wrong. So rounding that back to your point, is better coaching winning? Yes, or of Jerry O'Donovan's point, but yeah. Oh yeah, Jer- Jerry's point. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely right, and that will continue to be the case because the there's more resources going into coaching and studying the game and analytics and all that sort of thing. It's interesting though because. Really, until last season, when Toulon had won three European Cups on the bounce, mm. you'd you'd argue the alternative was winning. Mm, you would. Um, uh, just, I'll come back to that in a second. I've just mentioned the salary cap there as the reason, it, it, well, as a reason for promoting good good coaching. But I suppose you could also look at the Irish model and say that is a reason for good coaching too, because you can't just buy in more Irish qualified players. You've, you know, you've, got to bring, you've got to bring them through in the same way you've got to bring people through in a salary cap environment. Uh, back to your Toulon point, I just think they, I think that was a naturally talented team. I don't think we'll see another two, I don't think we'll see a collection of individuals that good again for a long, long time. Well, I, I, that, that's what I would come down to. There's, you, can, you can buy in players that are incredible on paper, but the, the character... Is was particularly those few years with those characters, that those leaders within the team were not just incredible players, but just incredible men who, who instilled the, the discipline. And pra- well, from what we hear, Johnny Wilkinson was practically the coach anyway of, of the backs. So, yeah, yeah, pretty much him and Matt Gittel apparently. Yeah, and I yeah. bet I bet um, Heyman's and both are. Um, yeah. and Rousseau and Juan Smith and all of those boys did a little bit of coaching, more than a little bit, with the forwards. You, what do you tell them? Well, no, well, I mean, what the, do you actually tell? Uh, I mean, they're, they're just agree amongst themselves, don't they, when yeah. it's those boys? I, mean, I just want to make one one sort of broader point, just, just in rugby generally with what I'm seeing, and I think it's coming through in the European Cup. The teams that are being successful versus the teams that are struggling. The teams that are successful and 
that old champions Toulon team completely. The front five was beastly, frightening, scary, mm. and the back and the back row had people to get over the gain line. Toulon's front five is nothing like what it was. Yeah. It's poor by comparison. Um, and other teams that are struggling, and I, that's my one worry for Wasps is I think when they come up against a really massive, like look at Leinster's front five, yep. it's just frightening. When you come up against something like that, I, I, I think that's where Wasps could come unstuck, and that's what Saracens have got so in, in such strength. Yeah, that, it's not again coming back to the the basics of Leicester's performance. It's not complicated, and you can try and reinvent the wheel and make it more complicated than it is, but it, but it really isn't. Anyway, I'm, I'm aware we've deviated right off Phil's little running order that you prepared. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. It's That's good. Fi- yeah. Good chat. Um, so, do you think that the, that the Stardust is back in Toulon then? Because you 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 were there this weekend. <laughs> no. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, no, just so yeah. Some observations of being in Toulon. Firstly, I, I love rugby grounds that are in towns. We all have spoken many times about how much we love the wreck. Uh, I really like Northampton's ground. Where else is in a town? City centre Appar- Leicester. Apparently the Connacht ground. We've got to go there before they move. That's going to be amazing. We can do that. Yeah. Well, I'd love to go. I want to go to the, the, the is it Marcel de Michelin? The oh, Clermont. Clermont. Yeah, that's that, really, look, that that's looks really amazing. Cool. But but I went to Toulon and that was so good. It's right on the harbour. The it's 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 really really great setting and right in the middle of town and the whole town revolves around the rugby. Murad Bujalad is a bizarre man. Yes, so I was sat right on halfway, practically on the pitch and right next to Bujalad for the whole match. He was pacing up and down like a like some sort of like wild animal in an enclosure. Before the games, the teams were warming up. He was watching Saracens v Scarlets on a little phone that he had. He was delighted that Saracens drew level and denied Scarlet's points because that meant Scarlet's couldn't leapfrog Toulon. Yeah, to second in the pool. When the final whistle went, Mike Ford, Richard Cockrell, all the other coaches were on the pitch with the players going through their routine. And you can imagine that those coaches would have said, "Right, we're going to ignore what's happening elsewhere. This is all about us and what we're doing now." Bougelau runs onto the pitch, interrupts the training, running round to the players, telling them what the result was. Oh. At half at half time, Bougelau went went in towards the dressing room, and then I saw him come out looking really angry a few minutes later. So he just does what he wants. Of course he does. He, he owns a team. I do. Yeah, what I, I know. Wanted. We we saw on TV when uh, they scored the second to last try, and there was only what three minutes left on the clock, something like that. He yeah. was he was trying to get the message onto Halfpenny to take just drop the conversion because the conversion's irrelevant. The four tries is yeah. is important. Ah. So it, it seems like he's. Out of control. He's out of control. God, God knows how Mike Ford and uh, Cockers are going to deal with this. As um, yeah. what's his well, name? Well, the only the only person more animated than Murad Bujalal was Richard Cockers <laughs> on the touchline. It was amazing to watch. Um, <laughs> he, he was he was calling lineouts. He was he was really vocal. Um, now he's only been there a week. And you have you met him now? Did you meet him? Sorry, I know you've met him. Did you interview him? Like was the plan? Was it not? No, uh, no, no, no. I had a chat with Mike Ford after the game and did uh, did some bits and bobs, but no, no, I didn't interview him. But uh, uh, right, okay. you, you could, you, I think, I think he, you can already see a difference that he's making uh, in their tight play, particularly in the in the line out drive. But they're because uh, they got pumped by Claremont last week and they didn't do that well in the scrums this week. But um, does he yeah, does he look, look like he's enjoying himself? Yeah. Big time. It was cool. I was watching that little walk through the, the crowd that they do before outside the stadium, that was pretty cool. And he looked like he was enjoying that, so yeah. And 
Did yeah. you did you enjoy the pilu pilu? Pilu pilu. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I was very unprofessional. I got my phone out and recorded a bit. And apparently, <laughs> I was I was in the background of this shot, which doesn't look. This looks a bit lame on my part. But there you go. <laughs> Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, you're overlooking, of course, Sale, who uh, I thought played very well. They did. They, uh, best best performance I've seen from Sale from a while. And yeah. I was, was going to ask you a question, Jay. So th- there was two two guys we've hardly really seen this season who played in Jennings. Jennings, yeah. And Lawrence Pierce. Yeah, Lawrence Pierce who, was exceptional. Who were both outstanding. And yeah, how much, what kind of difference do you think they made? And do you think we'll see more of them? Well, I'm not sure about Jennings. I'm not sure if he's been injured or what. Um, and as far as... I mean, I've not seen his name on many team sheets and his name hasn't come up in any presses or or anything like that. Um, I'd be amazed if we don't sort of see more of Lawrence Pierce after the way that he played. I mean, he was... He, he was magnificent. Yeah. He, he just... He, you know, he just showed up for the fight. He was uh, good. He played in the opening game, I think, against, or he played in that game against Newcastle early yeah. in the season. They had a bad loss, and uh, and he hasn't been seen since. No, um, he hasn't. I, think, I think I think there was twenty one English guys that were played picked in that team, and I think that might have had something to do with the selection because the, the, you get money for fulfilling an English player qualified player quota. But mm. he did himself no harm whatsoever, and I think yeah, we could well see a bit more of him. I um, hope so. Yeah. In in terms of the the um the games and stuff, we should probably focus on some of the big ones or the bits you want to talk about, Philip. Um well the wasps, which we kind of briefly mentioned before, but it is probably worth a mention, uh, in a bit more depth. Um What were t- what were they doing? What were Toulouse doing? Being uh, being very Toulousean, I I I guess. Oh yeah. Um they played remarkably well all game to lose. Um, their pack was good. Their halfbacks controlled the game well. Um, Dusan did play well. And Medard at fullback, who was kicked brilliantly. Um, but both teams, particularly in that first half, that first half was ridiculous because both teams had multiple guilt edge chances. And it finished 3 0 to Wasps, um, which was just ridiculous but then at the end when it came down to it um, there was all that pressure that was building and building and building and I thought Wasps were going to lose it and then the kind of moment of brilliance but also the moment of madness from Toulouse from Dan Robson who takes the quick tap and go and it was Johnny Gray and someone else were just stood on the line watching him Richie Gray. Uh, sorry, Richie Gray, not Johnny yeah. Gray. Yeah, Johnny Gray would have known better. Richie Gray, just watched him. What are they doing? I don't know. Um, Richie Gray was almost backing off. He was backing off behind his own try line. Like, you, you know, on your own line, three-point stance, get low. He's just standing there like, it was, it was so odd. It, it really was. It's like he didn't, After... didn't understand the time of the game, the, the laws, what was happening. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't get it. They, they they shot themselves right in the foot because they deserved to win that game. Yeah, they were they were very good. But Wasps, who get the win, um, it is massive because it means that they're almost certain to either qualify in first place um, or get one of the losing bonus spots. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's, it was really big for them. 
Mm. That that two points, uh, well, the couple of points that um, Wasps were denied, or three points, whatever it was, uh, with Connacht's bad refereeing decision, could bite them in the ass. Because I'm looking at it and thinking, it's probably going to be Wasps v Saracens, fourth Ooh. v fifth. That's not That's good. My... And with Saracens at home. With Saracens at home, yeah. Oof. That's not pretty. No, I, I'm it's... trying to... Again, there's so many different permutations, but that's that's the one I see as most likely to happen. And that that's bad for... If you're a fan of the Aviva Premiership, Avicii Premiership, because you're taking, well, probably England's two best hopes. You're taking one of them out of the equation in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Although you are guaranteeing one of them's in a semi-final. True, true. That is a one way of looking at it. Yeah. Right, boys. Um, I know you're not. Uh, hmm. Have to link this to a game we've previously spoken about. But I got fo- I got a follow today by a Twitter account. <laughs> uh, I know which Twitter account you're going to talk about. I, I we got a tweet. Did we get a tweet from it on our at Rugby Podcast account yesterday oh, or over the weekend? It's not that one though. Uh, oh, no, this is okay. this is purely bizarre rather than funny. So I thought I'd try and read you read you some tweets. See if you can guess what this Twitter what this Twitter account is about. Okay. Okay. So here's the first tweet. For all you dog lovers out there, I can highly recommend the Sharks Dog Lead. My little pooping machine loves it. The Sharks Dog Lead. Uh, okay. So what someone's done is because you you tweet and you talk about sale sharks <laughs> so much. No, this is genuine. Just, this is... You, someone's just searched the word shark and has followed you. I reckon that's my guess. So all right. So uh, here's another one. Okay. So you know, so you you kind of get in the gist of it. Okay. It's a lovely 21 degrees in Tonga today with zero chance of rain. Lovely. <laughs> uh, ben Ryan. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Good morning, everyone. It's a lovely dump day here in Manchester. So here's a weather report from Tonga to cheer us all up. Halani uh, Alika. Yeah. The Halani Alika fans' Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like Halani Alika as much as the next guy. I really do. But when I saw this, I thought, no, this. I'm not sure this is. This is. This, is this real? Is this not real? <laughs> I mean, who likes Alani Alika this much? Well, how many followers has it got? Uh, amazingly, it's got sixty-five. <laughs> what the? That's that's probably about the the number I was expecting. Uh, that's at least well, it's double the number that that I was expecting. But <laughs> that is quite incredible. The Halani Alika fan page. Um, do you know how many followers we've got? Eight thousand. On the nose. Is that we've right? Just. Just recently, today, we've hit the 8,000 Twitter <laughs> followers. Well, I suggest everyone goes and follows at Halani Supporter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the shape a prop should be. Yes. Yeah, Halani Alika, that's why you should follow him. Things Unfollow are... Max Laheef until he gets a bit <laughs> more rotund. Follow Halani Alika for having a proper meaty prop shape. Yeah. Well, you were talking about Halani Alika, what, three, four years ago, Tim? Just a try machine, that man. Oh, he's he was. Yeah. His, uh, he, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Halani Alika. So, uh, obviously, my brother was teammates with him for a couple of years, and um, I think him, he had, he had a baby that was born with a tooth. That's how big 
and developed his baby was when it was born. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm right in saying that. Amazing. Uh, Helony Leakerfax. Uh, this isn't your Twitter account, is it, Tim? <laughs> uh um, and also, um, I put a question out on Twitter this this week. Okay, now I was going to get the um, the old top ten music from um, from Top of the Pops, but I put out a tweet saying uh, it was actually after well, who were we discussing? We were discussing transfer rumours last week, and I found myself on a miserable wet Tuesday afternoon thinking about transfers, and I thought, is there a worse transfer in the league recently than Robson to Bristol? Okay. Robson to Bristol. Sorry, Robson to Wasps. So Dan Robson to Wasps. Uh, it's good on one hand. It, yeah, but ter- but terrible for Gloucester. Would you agree? Yeah, it is terrible for Gloucester. So yeah. I I decided to tweet out: Has there been any worse deal than Gloucester letting Dan Robson go? Hmm. Um. Well, obviously that was Robson's choice. I don't think. Did, did Gloucester let him go? They well, I mean, they could have played him more, couldn't they? They could have. They could have played him more, fought to keep him, guaranteed him a starting spot. Well, not guaranteed. You can't guarantee anyone a starting spot, but you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, made, they made they made their choice. Laid law. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, I put this out on on Twitter. Would you like to hear some of the, some of the results? Yeah, go on. So there's Tommy Taylor to Wasps. Uh, there was Mike Phillips to sale. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah. yeah my, it, my first yeah. to sale is probably good for Racing Metro, yeah. who got rid of him. I think we can all agree on this one. Ferns leaving Bath. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad for Bath, wasn't it? This one's outstanding, and then they get really outstanding. So there was... Did, did Tommy Seymour play for Ulster? Tommy Seymour? Yeah. Did he? I don't, I don't know. Someone tweeted. Someone tweeted Seymour to Glasgow, and I was like, "Well, where did he? Where did he go from? Where did he go?" So I don't know about that one. And Quinn's choosing Charlie Matthews over Launchbury. What? Yeah. So apparently they let Launchbury go, uh, and then it gets really interesting. So um, a foa on the money that he's on—that's a fair shout. Um, Major signing for um, Gloucester—that's Nathan Major. Um, Sam Underhill being let go by Gloucester Dave Atwood being let go by Gloucester um, <laughs> James Hook being signed by Gloucester <laughs> <laughs> it soon dawned on me that either I've got a lot of Gloucester fans following me or Gloucester aren't particularly good in the transfer market and then someone, someone said on the Humphreys thing also sit, letting Seymour go to Glasgow so I was wondering did Seymour come he did. He played one season, played seven games in 2010. Wow. Do you know where he was born? Uh, Ulster. No. Um, I don't know, America. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, get in. There you go. Lived there until he was nine and went to Dubai for 18 months and then Belfast. There, uh, there we are. Qualified so, to play for Scotland through his Glasgow-born mo- mother. So actually, the Seymour one can also be classed under Gloucester because Humphreys did <laughs> I, I, I think, I think when you look at Gloucester's latest business, the players I don't have an issue with: Owen Williams, Val Rapava Ruskin, Carl Ferns. Good, good, good. Yep. Solid, solid, solid. The money that they're reportedly, little asterisks there, paying those players is eye-watering, right? And I... not not value in my opinion so can I make the argument for Gloucester because I've thought about this 
Um, and as a director once a director of rugby once said, I've thought about it deeply. Um, so, um, I okay. They've done what they don't usually do. They have instead of buying young players, they have decided to buy players who are uh, on on the up. You also are in a salary cap position, right? Where you where you think the salary cap might rise each and every year. So what seems like a big deal now might not seem like a big deal in two or three years' time, and these guys are relatively young. So I actually think it's not a, not a bad idea because Ruskin is young and potentially up and coming. Williams is a lot a lot more to but give. But have you heard have you heard the reported money? Ruskin and I'm not going to repeat the values because I don't think that's fair, but. Go, go and do go and do your own research. No, 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 higher. No, 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 no. It, it is three hundred k. No, it's not. It is. It, I, it, I anyway, we can have it a conversation is. separately. I don't want. I don't. I don't think it's appropriate for me to uh, to talk about that. But well, it is. Well, why? They're it's all they're all eye watering, and I don't think any of them are worth that value. But it's. I guess your market value is what someone's prepared to pay you. Yeah, and yeah. I would say I think you're wrong there because let's just assume that what I said was true. Um, I think that's roughly the, the the value of a you know a really good a really good prop. It's certainly the value uh, for what, a, a stock. Good value for the what what would probably probably be the tenth choice England loosehead prop. Uh yeah, but a young prop. Well, what what does that make Macavanapola then? Um, very expensive, mate. Very expensive. <laughs> yeah, very very. Yeah, Mac- then, Mac- I, I, I would I, I would say that currently, like looking at them, Owen Williams. Carl Ferns, Val Rapava Ruskin, they are in the medi like I mean I don't mean this in a in a derogatory way. They're in the mediocre section. If you were distributing players, elite, middle, bot, av- uh, and bottom, they'd be in the middle section. Yeah, they'd be. They'd and, they're be get, and they're getting paid pri- like premium money. They'd be upper middle club players. Yeah, but with the potential for international honours if everything goes well. Uh, it looks like. Um... It does seem to be a little bit like uh, Facebook Live has died, I'm afraid to say, boys. That's all right. Oh, no. What, what a disaster. Give me a second. No, um, I disagree with you. I think that this will be about the market norm. I don't think they've done... I think they've paid a little bit of a premium, but I think it's going to balance itself out. And if, if the salary cap goes up and these boys are on long-term deals, Gloucester, uh, Gloucester win. There, There is the potential for that, but you're, you're in order for that to be... Um be true you're banking on those players improving which is not all no no, no 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 you're not banking on the players improving you're you're banking on salaries going up aren't you uh well if they're overpaid now yes they'll be underpaid when when the cap goes up if, if it's if it's long uh, but how, how long are those right. deals because the, 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 the caps are only going up by 10 percent yeah, and you're a just about, like go into go into the Gloucester camp and you're um Ben Morgan and then or I'm trying to think who's like who would be Gloucester's like star player. You're Johnny May, okay. And you go in, okay. Owen Williams has come in on that. I'm, I'm not staying unless you give me a, a chunk more than that because I'm a proven international player. Yeah, and this is exactly the danger, right? Um, this is this is exa- exactly what 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 will happen is players will go back to their clubs and I'll say I'm an international. I'm worth X because someone else is worth it. So if you look in the NFL, um, that's you'll find quarterbacks been signed for more money than last quarterback even though they're not as good just just because of timing and the market continually will um will continually o- overtake the last signing it makes per- it makes perfect sense 
So I don't think I think potentially they've done okay here if so, these players work out. So are you saying that next year might be Gloucester's year? No, 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 God, no. <laughs> um, it'll be the same as this year, mate. Uh, sorry, let me just try the Facebook Live again. Let's see what... Oh, there we go. Everything seems to be working much better now. There you go. Yep. Good. Uh, um, I've got sp- some... sp- well, speaking of money, I got a bit of gossip uh, last week, and you're probably going to think this is really crass, Tim, but I heard how much a, a player is allegedly on, and it's very allegedly, and I thought, that's a hell of a deal. If he fills his potential, that's a hell of a deal. So I'll tell you the player, and I want you to to guess how much on. he's on, roughly. So the player is Sam Underhill. Ooh, okay. Who's gone to Bath or he's going... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Winter bath next season. What do you think the deal for him was? 250 to go to Bath. To go to Bath. I'm going to say 160. Uh, Tim, you are definitely closer. Is less. I'll tell you, is less than 160, which I think is a very, very good deal for Bath. Yeah, I think it's an incredible deal. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I was looking. I was thinking like four, four, four more actually. I think that will probably be an example of a guy that's going to go to the top because I bet you he's made the decision on a whole bunch of reasons. He's a young guy. He knows the potential he's got. The money will come in. And this is what I'd like to tell. This is what I would... Again, we don't know what George Ford's actually thinking and what he's actually doing. If it were the sale thing that everyone's been talking about, my thought would be that 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 would be just for the cash. And I think there's a he's George Falls twenty three, Sam Underhill's what, nineteen, twenty? Yeah. Um take your time. Go to the place that's right for you. And he's he's moving just across the bridge. He can continue finishing his studies if he wants to, um, and travel back and forth for that. That's a great environment to to develop in. That's the right kind of call. If he'd have just gone for the for the money, then he'd just turn it he, he wouldn't fulfil his potential. So and fair he, play, Sam Underhill, well done. And he can learn alongside someone like Francois Lowe. Which would be a, 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 a yeah, or Falatau, two great guys to learn off yeah. in the position. Top Blackadder was not too shabby as well as a back row. Yeah, it was a lock back row, wasn't he? He's a yeah. very handy. So yeah, g- perfect. So it's good, good all round. That seems good bu- bit of business for everyone. Yeah. Oh, finally, Facebook Live's back up. Well, I've got some some other transfer rumours that you might be might or might not be interested in. Yes, Go please. On. All right. Well, have we spoke about? Uh, Carl Dixon it's not Carl Dixon the, Lee, the, Lee Dixon, Dixon to, to sale Lee Dixon to sale would be one uh, it seems like 
probably a good bit of business on both sides. Mm, well, forget that because I've got something far more exciting. Okay. So, Malinda. Which one? Senior. Okay. We'll be going up. We'll allegedly be going upstairs to uh, an overarching director of rugby position. Yes. Um, well, what is he now? Is he not director of rugby already? Yeah, He's director I... of rugby currently. And do you know who might be replacing him? Hmm. Let me have a look. Let me have a think. Well, hang on. Think. Let's have a think. What What are Saints really missing? A coordinated backline. Okay. How about something cultural? <laughs> the, uh, re- yeah, really good team. Yeah. Team culture. Big Stew. Big You're Stew. Me. Big Stew Lancaster coming coming back in to lay out the cones. There is no way that Dylan Hartley will still be there if Stuart Lancaster. Oh goodness arrives. me! What? How poetic! That'd be amazing. Yeah. Equally, equally, I. I think Stuart Lancaster is doing so well at Leinster because he's not the main guy. He's a he's an, he's a, probably a suit. I don't know. I hear. I'm sure he is a brilliant coach. I don't think he's a, mm. a, a the leader. I think he's he's superb at what he does. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Leinster is is showing that they're, they're playing remarkably, I mean, and their, their defense has been superb since he's come in. Sorry to say this. I mean, it is a little bit of a cheap way out saying he is superb at what he does. I mean. If I turned up at a Premiership rugby club and I just did nothing but make coffee for all the staff and I was really good at it, and then I landed the next job because I was superb at what I did, I'm not sure it would qualify me to coach, to, to coach a team. Stuart Lancaster hasn't been a successful director of rugby at Leeds. Uh, yes, he took the team up, but he took them immediately back down. And he wasn't particularly successful high, high-level coach. Uh, he was very successful, though, as a, an academy guy. So that's where I think his, um, his future is. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, and anyway, back to Northampton. Cruden, I mean, that one's been, been doing the rounds. And probably the most interesting one is Harry Malander to leave. Wow. So Malander to leave, but Malander to stay. Yes. As in senior to stay, but in a different capacity. Correct. And where's Harry supposed to be going? No idea. But it does make sense to me this, because Owen Farrell was very successful and, and, under his father. Uh, at Saracens, right? Yeah. But I just think that the George Ford, Mike Ford thing is a little bit weird. And I think the Malander, Malander thing is a little bit weird. And the reason is, it, I mean, you can't really make decisions about family and have it in that competitive club environment. It's not like they're working in the family business. You know, this is a true mer- true mer- uh, meritocracy and you need results. Yeah, the, possibly the... the um the ins and outs of specifically what happens or in the in the 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 devil is probably in the detail of precisely what happened and what the fallout from that is yeah etc so i mean imagine um, how weird it is right to um to have a situation where i've heard that mike ford might go to sale to coach joe ford i mean is sorry george ford i mean is that really what you want do you want to be changing the way that you play just so you can sign a fly half do you want to be compromising your team just so you can have the coach's son in? I can mean, you see that happening, really? Not in sale because they, they, because they don't like each other too much. But um, yeah, you know, let's move away from sale. But just you know, just in general, I mean, I, I don't know. And yeah, you know, surely when Toulon signed Mike Ford, they must have thought they've increased their chances of signing George Ford. 
Probably. Probably. I mean, that isn't a massive stretch, is it? Mm. No. I'll tell you, signing uh, Richard Cockrell did increase their chances of signing 36-year-old Alessandro Tuilagi. Wow, now that's a signing. <laughs> it's an interesting interesting signing. Yeah. It really is. Uh, Maxime Memoz to Leicester. I'd heard Newcastle uh, was his destination, but then it all happened very fast. And, um, yeah, Leicester, they uh, three-year deal. They They need him. Yeah, they do. They need as many centres as they can get, and he's a, a decent international centre. Um, yeah, the other thing in, is interesting about the, the Moors thing is is my understanding that Leicester would not release the funds to Cockle for injury injury replacements. Really? No. And now he's gone, they are releasing the funds. So that must be rather frustrating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, have we got anything else to cover, or should we do dive into next week's games? I've got a little quiz. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, come on, Phil, let's do this. A little quiz. Uh, have you got pens and papers handy? I do. JB? I also have Google handy, and you can't see me, but I promise I won't use it. <laughs> it's all right. I've got Facebook Live handy and uh, all the uh, various viewers to tweet the questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? I, I trust both of you, although I probably shouldn't. Uh, right. First question. Okay. Sale. Uh, you're going to get happy about the start of this question, Jay. Prob- Sale won the Guinness Premiership in 2006. That is correct. But which other teams competed in the playoffs? Oh, wow. What a good question. So who else made the top four in the 2005-2006 Guinness Premiership season? Mm. One point for each. Okay, I know who they played in the final. Okay. Okay. I don't actually. I have no idea. Next question. What did Ben Ben Young's allegedly cut out of his diet after Eddie Jones told him he was too fat? <laughs> and this, they're the words used by Ben Young's. Love it. So just just one thing, one product or food stuff he cut out of his diet. Okay. Uh, question three. Name the top point scorer and top try scorer in last season's Super Rugby. Uh, the top point scorer and the top try scorer in last year's Super Rugby. There's one point for each. They are two different people. Ah, okay. Got no idea. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, question four. Yeah. Whose Instagram and Twitter handle is at speedstick11? <laughs> oh, that's up there with sausage legs. and uh... <laughs> Sausage legs is the best. What's Tamana Harrison's? Oh, it's something like Rasta... Rasta Dreadlock. Rasta, yeah. Rasta, Rasta Dreadlock or something like that, yeah. And uh, Samu Manoa is Block Monster. Oh, yeah, that's it. Good God. Uh, <laughs> I don't... I I simply don't know. Speed stick, speed stick. Speed stick 11. Speed stick. Someone tall and fast. Okay. Next question. In 2009 British and Irish Lions tour to South Africa, who was the victim of Scalk Burgers gouging Oh, in- Oh, incident? I know, I know, I know. Oh, me, me, me. <laughs> You got that one, Tim. It's dead easy. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm happy with that one. Really? Hmm. 
Yeah. Question six. Sonny Bill Williams has been named in a Super Rugby team's roster for the upcoming season, but which team? God damn it. Sonny Bill Williams has been named in a Super Rugby team's roster for the upcoming season. So the 2017 Super Rugby season, he's been named in one team's lineup in yep. their squad. Which team? Hmm, okay. Uh, question seven is this? Mathieu Bastelot. 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 Oh, by the way, there was some proper Eddie Butler uh, action going on in the restaurant in the hotel that we were at last night. One of the uh, one of the, the the AP called Tracy. She won't mind me mentioning it. She uh, she was absolutely brilliant. What, what, she, she wanted what's an she AP? wanted some water. Sorry, what, what's an AP? Oh, sorry, a, a, like an assistant producer. Kind oh, of listen, thing. so she listens to him with she, the she, media chat. <laughs> she oils she oils all the wheels and makes everything happen. So she's brilliant. But she uh, she wanted some water and just obviously didn't know the French and just went just she went. Can I have uh, some uh, water? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Joey Barton. Yeah, it was the it was the uh, that she put into it that made me laugh the most. Uh, right, Mathieu Bastelot, uh was pictured last week getting a tattoo. And he was wearing a club football shirt. Oh, this is impossibly hard. But what team does he support if you believe the uh, club football shirt he was wearing? Okay. Okay. Penultimate question. In May 2005, the British and Irish Lions drew 25 all in a warm-up fixture against Argentina. Yes. Which stadium did the game take place in? Behave yourself. Say again. Which stadium did the game take place in? Which which game? Sorry. Oh, sorry. In May two thousand five, British and Irish Lions drew twenty five all in a warm up fixture against Argentina. Which stadium did the game take place in? Okay. And the final question. Harlequins have got five locks, five second rows listed in their squad for the current season. Can you name them all? No, I can't. One point for each. Uh, Okay, well, that gives us a chance. There's a few points there. Yeah. It doesn't give me a chance. I've got no... I've only... uh, You know a few of them. Oh, for God's sakes, can't remember his bloody name. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go back to question one then and give our answers while you were waiting for it. Okay. Question one. The three teams that got into the top four of the 2006 Premiership season besides Sale. Sorry, the six? Did you say six teams? No, I said the four teams. Right, sorry. I thought you said six teams. Which, well, I said the three teams besides yeah, Sale sorry. that got into the top four. Gloucester, Wasps, Tigers. Tim? Tigers and Wasps also... And I went with Gloucester. Uh, so you come for the same three teams. I can tell you, you both. Oh, got... did you say Gloucester? Of course I did. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Th- I, didn't I didn't think you said Gloucester. Yeah, yeah, because I know the answer. And what's the answer? Gloucester Tigers Wasps. Uh, two out of three. What? Ah, who was the? Which one's not in? Gloucester weren't in. Uh ah. London Irish were in. Ah, damn it! So two all. Hmm. Okay. Next question, what did Ben Young's cut out of his diet? 
I want to say bread. Bread sounds like it's like it should happen. I'm sure it's not um, though. J- Jaffa cakes is what I guessed. I've, I've no idea. <laughs> Tim, you're closer, but no point for either of you. It was just chocolate, chocolate in general. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, top point scorer, top try scorer, Super Rugby last season. Try scorer, I just put Nadolo. No idea. Oh, that's a good one. I've gone with Crumbrink and Yanchies. Both incorrect, JB. No, get out of town. Oh, hold on. I was interested, um, though. And I went for Bowden Barrett as the point scorer. Is correct. Oh, no. Which was obvious. Well, it's not obvious, is it? He scores loads of tries as well as... Yeah, okay, fair enough. And they they Uh, won the tournament. Uh, Yeah, that was my logic. Yeah, so 3-2 to Tim. Uh, Speed stick 11. Anyone got an answer? Well, I'm thinking tall and fast, so I've just gone with Mike Ellery. Skinny and fast was what I was thinking, so I went with, uh, I couldn't remember the guy's name, but but you know the guy, the fast fullback at Quinn's. What's his name? Um, you know the one I'm talking about. You'll let me off with this. Ch- uh, no, Chisholm. Yeah, Ross Chisholm. Ross Chisholm is incorrect. It's Perry oh. B- Perry Baker. Oh, really? Oh, Call me Perry Baker. Call me Perry Baker. Right, okay, cool. I know this one. Uh, British and Irish lines. Yeah, you're dead certain of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who was Skalkberger's gouging victim? Tim, do you want to answer first? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's it was Luke Fitzgerald. It was Luke Fitzgerald. Correct. One point each. Uh then Sonny Bill Williams. Do you know which team he's been named I do. in? Put... He was at the, he was at the Chiefs. He was. And it's and I think there's quite there's there's three I saw a story about three players going from the Chiefs to the Blues, so I'm assuming Sonny Bill might be one of them. I too have the Blues, but Blues is correct. Oh. Yes. That was, that was complete guesswork. And I can't remember... Oh, who the hell? Okay. JB, Mathieu Bastereau. Well, he's who from, does he support? He's from Paris. I'm going to say PSG. Tim? Well, I just thought because he's living in Toulon, the nearest team would be Marseille, so I just said Marseille. Oh, no. Uh, it's neither of those, oh. and I assume he was supporting a Frenchman friend. Uh, it was Manchester United. Oh, there you go. Oh. Okay. Uh, pen- penultimate question. Yeah. Uh, British and Irish Lions, 25-all draw against Argentina in the warm-up to the 2005 tour was played where? Do you want to answer this, Tim? Well, so the tour was in... The, the tour went to New Zealand, so... um, I don't know. I'm going to guess... Whatever the stadium is in Tokyo. Oh, that's a good guess. Okay. Uh, so, it's not the stadium, whichever it is in Tokyo. Do you want to know what it is? Uh, yes, please. That's the name of the game. Okay. It is the Millennium <laughs> Stadium. It is the Millennium Stadium. Oh, rubbish. Oh, dear. Making it five, scores five all. What's the scores? Five all. Oh, sorry, you just said that. <laughs> Wasn't listening. Uh, and the final question. So do you want to do it alternate? Yeah. Starting with you, JB. Oh, no. I've only got two. You've only got... Okay. So, Jay, do you want to give me your first one? Okay. Um, I'm going to say... Let's, can I have a look at your two? 
Have you, actually, have you actually got anything written down? I've only got one written down. I've got two. <laughs> I know. I know. I've got three. So I'll go with. I'll go with one which I don't. No, hang on. Which which is it best to go with ones I think he's got? Well, I, it doesn't matter because like, if I've got them, I've got them. Yeah, and I. I right. need I need to see them written down because you can't agree with Tim after he's told me if you've got not got it written down. I'll happily switch to a a, a, vi- a video Skype if you want to see uh, that what down, is his name? I can't remember his bloody name. <laughs> Come on, do, do, right, do you fine, want to give us your fine. one? I've got two. I've got Charlie Matthews. Okay, uh, stop stalling, Charlie Matthews. Right? Yes, I have Charlie Matthews, the enforcer. I believe you, Tim. <laughs> okay, uh, and I've got George Merrick. I have got George Merrick. I can't believe I'm going to win it with this one. I thought this would be the one oh, you'd get. Oh, I can't remember his name. James Orwell. No! <laughs> I just couldn't think of his finger. I can only see his finger. <laughs> oh, oh. Me. And then also, there's someone, there's someone called Sam, but I don't know his name, but he's a lock as well. Yeah, Sam Twomey. Oh, I did know him as well. Uh, and the final one, which I would not have got, is you got f- beaten by Horwell's finger. <laughs> the final one is Mark Reddish, uh, who I wouldn't have been able to tell you. So Tim, congratulations! A des- yeah, congratulations, deserved, Tim. Deserved Get victory. Oh. Eight points to seven. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Right. Very good. Very good. Three cheers, Cirelli Bombo. Cirelli Bombo. Uh, Devastating. I, I, I'm going to have to uh, hang up and get back to you in a couple of minutes. Um, Why well, is, is your show is your show running out of time? <laughs> yeah, I've, the, the bits I've pre-recorded and got ready are running out. Well, we're only. I need, on, to, go and, I need and, to go and top those up, and I'll be back with you in a in a couple of minutes. You start talking about the games next week, I'll, and I'll call you back in a sec. Well, I'll just turn off cool. face, Facebook Live as well because uh, we've got the sound on it. Cool. Okay. All right. I'll speak to you in a sec. Bye. Bye. Well, not for the first time. Looks like it's down to us. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Let's go through next week's games then, mate. Okay. So, last games of the pool stages, they're all played at the same time. Or as in, each pool's two games are played at the same time. Okay. So, Friday, Friday evening, 7.45, we have um, a bit of a dead rubber, although I think, theoretically, Montpellier still have a chance of... Uh, qualifying we have Montpellier versus Northampton Northampton who are out of it and Cast play in Leinster and Cast can Cast go through? no so Montpellier can't go through Cast can't go through ah Cast uh, mathematically could go through now do you know before when I had the absolute meltdown talking about <laughs> Paris uh, Racing not showing any kind of heart or fortitude yeah I meant Montpellier Right, okay. I knew there was a French team that needed <laughs> that needed a telling off. I meant Montpellier. There we go. Well, Montpellier, ironically, Montpellier actually did have something to play for. Because if it had managed to win or at least get something out of that game, they'd be well positioned. Exactly. Uh, okay. Um, don't really care about either of these games. Let's just say Leinster win and go through and move on. Yeah, Leinster's got... It'll always be tough going over to France, but Leinster to win and to guarantee a home quarter final, I think. Yep. Then... Pool one on the Saturday, which is five thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got Leicester, who are now out of it, um, hosting Glasgow, who could, if they win, they will qualify as a losing bonus or as one of the three losers. Now, this is a really tricky one. Okay, 
Leicester have got nothing to play for, but they're a very prideful club. Uh, particularly at home. And at home. But I really want Glasgow to go through. I really want, to, want them to go through and play that brand of rugby they've been doing so much of. I, I don't know. I really can't call this one. So Glasgow could lose and still go through if they pick up bonus points. Oh, oh, wait, wait. But it comes down to others. Tim's Tim's here. Tim, you're back. Yes, I'm back. Right. Uh, Glasgow, Leicester. I'm working at this game. Oh, are you? Ah, good. Yes, I am. Uh, again, I, I think Leicester will do what Leicester do and show up at home. Yeah. And they'll be they'll be hurting. So they're, 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 any thought that they're going to roll over, uh, I think, is it's going to be a tough ask for Glasgow to win. Leicester have beaten Racing and beaten uh, yeah. Munster at home. So. I think the idea of Leicester just rolling over at home is so unpalatable, they couldn't do it. Yeah, they won't do it. Yeah. Uh, but Leicester are out of the competition. Glasgow, if they win, they guarantee themselves a spot in the, the last eight. If they lose, they theoretically could do if they pick up bonus points, but it takes it out of their hands. So... I think Glasgow might just sneak this because they've got so much to play for. Mm. I think with you've got to remember English teams have two weeks of Anglo Welsh Cup after this. Uh albeit don't they have on the second week of Anglo Welsh Cup it's actually the Six Nations. As in so they have one week of rest and then all the England players will be playing in the Six Nations yeah, in, but, in two but weeks. I mean time. from the from the from the club's perspective, it's not like they've got oh we better save ourselves for the premiership, keep our no. powder dry. No, yes. they don't. So um, I I I can see Leicester sneaking this. I can see Leicester winning it, but I really want Glasgow to win it. Uh, I would also like Glasgow to win, so I'm going to back them. Okay. And the other game in that group, five thirty on the Saturday, Munster host Racing ninety two. No, which oh this this could be a bloodbath. Yeah, no, this should be one hundred and sixty five nil. I mean, that's <laughs> the, what the science says. That's what basic maths would tell you. <laughs> I think I'll be a bit closer than that. <laughs> Prediction of the year. <laughs> really putting your neck on the line. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first, guys. Put all your money on on the uh, on the win being by less than 165 points. <laughs> I'm going to go the other way, actually. See how, see how it goes. Whoa, what kind of odds do I get for that? Uh, I think Munster will win. I think Racing will again turn up, but Munster will win relatively comfortably. Um, the interesting thing, have you heard the Conor Murray news from this weekend's games? Yes. Explain it to me. Uh, it's much, much like the George North situation. And yeah. TJ, TJ Ioni. TJ Ioni. Ioni. I, think, I think that's slightly different. Having examined, the, the, I had a look at the video with TJ Ioni. Ioni. I think that was less, That was more, no, it was much less clear cut than the George North situation it was less clear cut but there from what i've read there is video evidence that suggests he was knocked out and no one no one uh did any hia or anything did they i think yes they did the, the referee said i think he needs an hia they took him off he came back on um and i think that well again it's, it's not my position to to say but i i i yeah, and it doesn't matter. But yeah, they did. I, I believe that they did. Right. And uh, what? I don't know. I, I hope I'm not trying to belittle what they're doing, and I think it's absolutely important 
that the safety of the players and the well-being is put there first and that there there is a check and balance when things aren't done correctly. I, I completely mm-hmm. agree with that. There's a little bit of me that equally would just like a, a general disclaimer that all rugby players sign. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you on this. I'm... We, we know it's... Uh, yeah, I know, I know the risks, the inherent risks in the game that I'm choosing to play. Um, and I accept that ultimately it's my responsibility unless I'm so bad that it's... This is a hell of a disclaimer. That it's, oh, hold on. So it's, it's my responsibility to let the medical staff know if I don't think I'm able unless I'm not able to make not in a condition to make that decision in which right. case Do you know what well, I'm going to take this a completely different way I'm getting sick of this concussion stuff um, and look everyone is going to agree with that, well that was the basis for, on which I was trying to say yeah. No, that, I, but yeah. I'm going to back you up now Tim uh, now one of the easiest things in the world to say is we need to protect players it's along the lines of saying everyone deserves a better quality of life or save all the kids or, you know, yeah. it's an easy statement just to agree with. Concussion... Donald Trump's hair looks like a shredded wheat. Yeah, yes, along, along yeah. that sort of line. He looks like, he looks like a giant Oompa Loompa. Exactly. <laughs> like, statements we can all get on board with. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but there's a certain virtue in this. And I don't think... I mean, where are, the, where are the bodies? Where are all these players who can't remember, you know, their bank accounts? And, you know, or, uh, where are they all? I was talking to a couple of old boys who played for Broughton Park, uh, you know, back when they used to hit each other in the head. And none of them seemed to identify with this idea that there's a mass epidemic of concussions. It isn't boxing. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering now if this whole concussion issue is more about avoiding the NFL-style lawsuit. And it's a completely different game, completely different game, rather than anything to do with uh, play, 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 player welfare. It's getting ridiculous. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure I can agree with either of those statements. Well, to why, be honest. Well, yeah. well, well, why not? Well, you're like a climate change denier, just refusing to believe any of the evidence. What is the and, evidence, and Tim, Phil? Tim's, well, no, no, but what is the evidence? Tim's statement. I mean, the general principle of it. No, but what is the evidence? No, no, no. Tim's statement. The general principle of it already happens as in everyone knows when you cross the whitewash you are playing an inherently risky game the only difference from what you were describing and i'm sure you you would like to work on it but the only difference was uh you're going to tell someone if you're concussed which the players no the players judgment no, has to no. be taken out of it um, yeah, no, no, I, no, I, I, I'm. That's not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, all, I, I'm, all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find. Is there a middle ground where we can have world rugby not bricking it that there's going to be a class action lawsuit, and can we have some situation where they can make decisions based on common sense and player welfare, and not as JB says, which I fear might be happening as it well. Absolutely, is a class a class action lawsuit uh, and trying to prevent the loss of millions and millions of pounds I, I, if there's a balance that we can make sure the decisions are being made for the reasons that that we want them to be made then if there's anything that can be done to facilitate that that's what i want now, yeah i'm not going to repeat what i said last week about it's clearly not about player welfare when you know it's obvious it's not um but i would like to know what this stack of evidence i mean you seem to think that there's a, there's a smoking gun somewhere we have to be cautious no, with, i'm i'm not with... saying that there's a smoking gun somewhere but if you're worried about a class action lawsuit does there not need to be evidence for a class action lawsuit 
Well, so, but, but your own statement contradicts itself. What does that even mean? What are you even saying? I'm saying your statement contradicts itself. In what way? Because you're where, saying they're you're worried saying about... Where are all these people who are... Well, you're saying there's a class ac- action lawsuit, but there's no evidence for a class action lawsuit, so how can there be both things? Right. Okay. This is what they're worried about. <laughs> okay. Um, they are worried that they've not, they've not been seen to take re- to re- reasonable steps to, to, to protect the players. Seen to be taking reasonable steps to protect the players. That, I mean, that is key. But in doing these reasonable steps, okay, they've not taken into account that there is generations and generations of rugby players who are perfectly lucid. All right? And second of all, they've not taken into account at all that the last, well, not this week so much, but last week there was five concussions. I would say you could blame that on the new tackling very low directives. And one might even, you know, might even result in neck surgery in uh, in Garvey. So uh, it just doesn't stack up, and all yeah. it's doing okay. is ruining the game. I agree with the okay. point that which we all agreed with last week that possibly these haven't been thought through in the best manner um, because they know that more tackles or more head injuries occur to the tackler, and this might actually increase the incidence of those. And they've rushed it through for that reason. So, yeah, that that's the bit that concerns me, not the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Back to the games. Munster yes. to win? <laughs> By less than 165. But around 165. <laughs> five points either way. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to be different from that and say 164 points. On the, on the nose. That's good. That's, that's, that, that's good punditry. Okay, 3.15 on Saturday, pool three. Uh, we've got Scarlet's sale, which is not quite a dead rubber because Scarlet's theoretically can qualify, albeit the only way they could do it is for Toulon to get nothing, them to get a five-point bonus, significantly outscore um, Toulon by... 30 odd points and let's all stop, the other stop results. Let's talking about this game. It's, there's nothing on this game. There's nothing on I'm this game. Get, I'm still Scarlets get... are not going through. Uh, what day is no, this? No, you're right, Sa- Tim. Is it Saturday? Saturday, 3 15. I'll go and watch that, I think. Or oh, will I? Yeah, I'll try. Are you not playing? No, weekend off. Oh, uh, a couple of announcements. We'll save it till, till the end. Okay. Exciting stuff as well. The bigger game is Saracens versus Toulon. Give me Toulon on this. So, qualification is in Toulon's hands. So, if if they win, or even if they don't win, but they get uh, a couple of bonus points, they can guarantee themselves going through. Yeah, Toulon to win. Uh, I think they need they want they're going to want it more. And I think Saracens are just a little bit too thread uh, threadbare to compete with Toulon. But Saracens are struggling with the, the number of injuries they've got. Mm. I think French teams don't travel well, so give me give me Saracens. I'm going Saracens on this one. Uh, they have already booked their place. They're probably not going to be able to leapfrog Leinster or Munster and probably Claremont as well. So they're probably going to finish fourth regardless, but I think they'll win. Yeah. Uh, then pool five, one o'clock on Saturday, Claremont hosts Exeter, which is going to be a big win for Claremont, I think. Yep. And I don't, I don't think it'll be a big win, but I think it'll be a win. Claremont at Claremont, uh, maybe. Oh, um, more uh, more revelations. Someone's tweeted us, right? And yeah, we were talking about Ford and Ford 
Oh, what's that? Ford and Ford. We were talking about um, Malander and Malander. Yeah. Farrell and Farrell. One, yeah. one more for you. Uh, <laughs> go on. Baxter Back- and Baxter and Baxter. They're brothers, right? No, apparently Rob Baxter's got some kids in the in in, in the academy. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So that's the end of Rob Baxter. <laughs> Unless he gets rid of the kid. Yeah, get get that get, kid out. Get of there. rid of the kid. Do you know what they should? He should pick up the phone now and speak to Die Young and just do just do a swap. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Actually, will Di, will um, Thomas Young play for Wales? Uh, yes, he should do. Uh, What's beeping by the it way? It's a bloody child monitor. Um, Does that not mean you have to go and monitor your child? No, it means I'm going to throw it in the corner. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, Thomas Young, another lad who was let go by uh, Gloucester. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he let go by? Was it wow. the, the Blues and then Gloucester? Yeah. He's playing well at the moment. Okay. No, let's let's no. We don't need we don't need this uh, lad Thomas Young or what were the other ones that they left Underhill at the academy. At we don't need Underhill. We don't need Underhill. We don't need Thomas Young. We've got um, Savage and Ke- Savage and yeah. Kvesic. Nice. Yeah, we, S- we're getting mm. we're getting in the ruck inspector. Yeah, Hudson will take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, uh, Exeter will do all right, I guess. Yeah. relatively, they'll do all right. But Claremont have been outstanding this year. Yeah. Um, and then the, the the dead rubber game, Bordeaux versus Ulster. Well, Ulster versus Bordeaux. Don't think they'll even put out teams. <laughs> it's, it's all about Sir Charles, anyway. Yeah. Just get, get him the ball. Let him do his magic. Uh, it's it's good that we've got a Sir Charles to replace Phil Sir Charles uh, to replace JB's Sir Charles, who obviously is no longer playing. Sir Charlie, that was. Sir Charlie, Sir Charlie yeah, you're quite Completely right. different. Sir Charlie Hodgson. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably going to have to get a Sir Charles shirt next year because my Piatau one I'm going to have to incinerate it oh, uh, sorry my uh, no, Pienaar one Pienaar one Pienaar I'm going to, to Saracens it. as well was the, was the rumour I heard is a rumour yeah that'd be interesting would you we should we should do some sort of ceremonial um, burial of your Pienaar shirt or, or burning you know like um, Viking funeral yeah. or something we'll, we'll go out to the lake in Chilton and <laughs> uh, <laughs> put it on a little boat and send it out send it out send and then it I'll, yeah I'll fire a burning arrow Onto the, onto, the, onto the boat. What were your shaky hands? <laughs> Incinerate a primary school. <laughs> that gets a bit more PR. I mean, yeah, fine. We've had the Times podcast list. Give us a bit of PR this week. But what's going to happen in a couple of weeks' time? We'll do it we on a, yeah. We'll do it on a Sunday when the schools aren't around. Yeah. Um, and the final pool two on the Sunday, which is interesting because you've got three teams all with a chance of qualifying. Oh. Connacht topped the group on 18 points. Okay. Who travelled to Toulouse. Toulouse beat Connacht. Wasps second on 17 points, who travelled to Zebra. Who beat Pump Zebra, finished top. Yes. Done. But then Connacht or Toulouse can finish second and qualify, because whoever finishes second from this group will qualify. Yeah. Um, so if Toulouse get a five-point win and nil Connacht... They go through in second place. When you say nil, do you mean on the scoreboard or points? Uh, obviously, league points. Yeah, you don't mean actually I, I, nilling. I, I, I can say more, it's more than this. So it's not it's not about nilling them. It's uh, to lose can either beat need to beat Connacht four points to zero points or five points to one points because then it will go on the head to head 
and which would be one all which would be no 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 Toulouse got a, a, a losing bonus point in ah, the okay in in the away game right so okay. they would go through with either a either deny a win denying Connacht a bonus losing bonus point or a try scoring bonus point and Connacht can still then finish within seven or score try bonus whatever so as long as as long as they win 5 to 1 or 4 to 0 Toulouse go through but a Connacht win sends them through regardless yeah, um, or two or two bonus points sends yes. Connacht through. Yes, uh, so I think Toulouse Toulouse will come second. Do you? I, do, I can you see Connacht going to Toulouse and beating them? Did they not do it a few years ago? Yes, they, yes, he did. Yeah, I think I can see it. Give me, I'm going to lose. Give me, give me Connacht to qualify, but not to win. I think I might, I might mention this on one of the other podcasts. I don't know why, but I'm having deja vu. Connacht are the perfect team to to beat Toulouse, and Toulouse are the perfect team to beat Connacht. The pack and the back, packs you, versus the back. Yeah, so I think Connacht can run rings around Toulouse at Connacht, and I think Toulouse are going to give them an absolute hiding in in Toulouse. Was to win the group, Connacht to qualify, because Connacht will score tries and they'll stay within seven points. So they'll get the four tries and stay within seven. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how they handle that to lose pack. Yeah. Because you don't see anything like that in the Pro 12. Nowhere near that big. You don't see anything like that in the Premiership, to be not, fair. Not the size, no. So, yeah. I'll go, I'll go, uh, Wasps, so we'll say Wasps to win and finish, be the fifth best qualifying side. Yeah. Which, I, as I've said, I, I see that that means Wasps travel to Saracens in the uh, in the quarters, uh, most likely yes. And yeah. it's at that point that they'll feel pretty aggrieved about those three points they were denied. Yeah, and it could be. I mean, it could be that Saracens are the only unbeaten team, but finish fourth out of out of the um, qualifying mm. teams because they've not got enough bonus losing. Bo- uh, sorry, not losing bonus points. Four try bonus points. Hmm. And that is that the whole is, is that is that all done? That's it. Right. Can so, I ba- so based on our predictions, what are we saying? Um, Leinster one, Claremont two, Munster three, Saracens four, Wasps five. Uh, Glasgow, Tal- uh, Glas- Toulouse six. Well, or t- Toulouse or Connacht six. Glasgow seven, Toulon eight. We're saying. Wow! See, I wonder whether Montpellier have got a little sting in the tail here. So Montpellier, if they get a five-point win and Toulon don't get anything, Montpellier could sneak it. Equally, if Exeter get a five-point win uh, and Toulon don't don't get anything, Exeter could sneak it. Uh, although that does feel a little, t- even with last year's remarkable uh, qualification by Exeter. To go to Claremont and get five points and other results to come in, it just it seems a step too far. Mm. Since since the competition uh, changed its format to what we have currently, the lowest total for a best runner-up to qualify for the quarterfinals was seventeen points by Saracens. Right, bloody hell. Ex- Exeter got the lowest point ever as a winning pool winners when they went through last year with sixteen points. Yeah. But um, as a runner-up, 17. So we're thinking that there's going to be probably a couple of teams that come in under 17 points. 
possibly possibly and still, and still qualify yes yeah definitely possible which which i suppose that shows a level of competitiveness yeah throughout the competition it certainly does show increasing competitiveness um all teams dropping points across the board so mm. that can only be a good thing yeah interesting mm. go on you said you had a couple of announcements jb to round us well one small one which is this friday i will be at the honorable artillery company watching wigan warriors play uh with london scholars that should be excellent going on with uh Friend of the pod, Bryn, Bryn Williams, so I'll be... Not in... get it, not playing and lacing up your boots and playing rugby league in the warm-up game. Though. No, I thought there was a warm-up game. I was subsequently told there isn't. I think we got confused because a listener said there was, but that's before the Toronto Wolfpack game, I think. So oh, okay. we were misled, Tim. Outrageous. Outrageous. Uh, so I'll be there having a few beers. That should be good fun. And then the big one. Romania is definitely happening. So Phil is literally, literally about to book tickets two minutes after we finish this podcast. We are going to go to Romania. We're going to go and watch Georgia versus versus Romania. The next thing now is, can we have a venue, which we think we've got, and can we do a live podcast? If anyone is interested in watching us doing a live podcast in Romania, prior to watching... Not even watching us do it. Come and joining in with one. No, 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 absolutely not. It's our podcast. (laughs) We'll, we will have some uh, crowd contribution. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so if you're in Romania, if you're listening out there, if you want to go out and join the fun, we'll be doing a live podcast. So that will be tremendous fun. It'll be brilliant. Yeah. It'll probably be terrible to watch. but So Romania, just to reiterate, Romania are playing Georgia. Yep. And talk about, the, so it's the, the Mighty Oaks are playing, what are Georgia called? I don't I know. I remember now. Um, what's that wizardy thing that they've got? On the, <laughs> the weird kind of circular thing. That whirlwind. The the, wor- the wizard the wizard winds. Yeah. The Gandalf windy pop things. Yeah. Um, well, we're um anyway. George, Romania are playing Georgia. We want to support and de- help develop tier two. And and the other thing we noticed when we looked into this is wherever you are in the United Kingdom, you can get to Bucharest. For cheaper than you, than you can get to Twickenham, it, we could probably we're yeah. going to be able to get we're going to be able to get to and from Bucharest and into the ground for less than a ticket to an international at Twickenham. Do you know what tier two is the future, right? Because you're right. If to come from Manchester to Twickenham, including hotels, including trains, and then the ticket prices and beers and all the rest of it, it costs you a fortune. Yeah, yeah. Tier two, more fun, less rules. Yeah, Less so well, for, for, I, I think I'm probably going to go from Stansted to Bucharest for sixty quid return. A few, a couple, few months, a couple of months ago, when we first started talking about this, it was forty quid, but it's still only sixty quid return. Yeah, that isn't it. And tickets into the ground are going to be peanuts. Beers out there are going to be peanuts. Accommodation is going to be peanuts. We're going to have an awesome weekend. And so, yes, we want. We already know so many listeners that are going out there. Come and join in. Come out to Bucharest. It should be an absolute. Uh, hoot and um, yeah, a bit of tier two rugby. And you might and get. We'll, we're all going to find somewhere to all together, hopefully, watch England v Ireland. Yeah, I yes. can't wait for this. It's going to be superb. And you might get to listen to us do a slightly hungover live pod. Yeah, do do you know the heaviest building in the world is in Bucharest? I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I was the one who told you that fact. Yeah, there you go. So quite maybe, incredible. Maybe Tim didn't know. The Palace of the Parliament. That's uh, yeah. We'll have to find somewhere to go do some deadlifts while we're out there in Romania. <laughs> <laughs> some Ro- Romanian deadlifts, obviously straight leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, they don't do anything else. They don't allow anything no. else. <laughs> it's all about the hamstring and glute development. Aren't they they yeah. have to go across the border to do bent leg deadlifts. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, they go to Bulgaria, uh, Bulgaria to do Bulgarian split squats. Obviously. Yes, obviously. Standard. Uh, Boys, I'm going to have to go. Right. You go, what, to Romania? Yeah, I'm, I'm off to Romania now. I'll see you there in a couple of months. All right, matey. See you later. Bye. Bye. Right, well, that's... Goodness me, goodness me. Today's been a shambles between my meltdowns and uh, Tim. Anyway, enough of that. You can find me at Jay Beardmore, this podcast at... I'm going to say, I was about to say the Rugby Dungeon then. Uh, no. <laughs> at Rugby Podcast. At Rugby Podcast. And of course, there's the Facebook feed, which was again another disaster tonight. We had to cancel that. <laughs> but you can have a look at what a, a disastrous Facebook feed looks like. And until next week, uh, see you then. Cheers, JB. Cheers, Phil. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 